Hi everyone, welcome back to Sentient Future. This is episode 4. Once again, I value your time and so I'll assume you've listened to previous episodes and we'll dive right in. Today we're going to continue to look at the sentient worldview and specifically sensing self, which is the first of the six uh, steps in, in the worldview. And uh, even more specifically, looking at the soul. So uh, we've looked at mind and body and soul. Each of the three have the same eight categories. Those categories are boundaries, performance, inventory, inputs, outputs, programming, process, and purpose. And just to reiterate, the point of the sentient worldview is to help us live more intentionally and as a result feel more fulfilled in our lives, uh, live more regret-free, and uh, ultimately be happier. So let's talk about the boundaries of the soul. Here we have emotional states. The boundaries of the soul are all of the different emotions that we can feel. Whether it's anger, fear, disgust, love, or a myriad of other emotions, that's really the extent uh, to which our soul is able to uh, experience life. So performance of the soul might seem a bit strange, but you know, hear me out. So people talk about empathy and gratitude, and uh, I would argue willpower. These are the three metrics that I believe uh, you know, we can measure our soul by, and we can actually put numbers to these. So as far as empathy is concerned, you know, it's, you know, how, how many or how often or how well do we put ourselves in other people's shoes? Um, you know, how often do we share in those emotions with them and truly be with them in, in those types of trying and joyous moments? Gratitude, you know, how often are you, do you write down what you're grateful for? And lastly, you know, willpower. Um, so, you know, to what extent do you uh, act on what you know you need to uh, when you don't necessarily feel like it? And these types of things you can track and uh, they make us more grateful, they make us more empathetic, they make us more um, you know, productive in our own lives and ultimately uh, help us live more intentionally. What about inventory? What does the soul really contain? In my experience, it's love. Love is one of a myriad of emotions we are capable of feeling, and it's arguably the one we want to accumulate the most of. So whether it's love for ourselves, love for our family, love for our friends, love for other living beings, uh, love is really what matters the most. So now we have inputs and outputs for the soul. For inputs, we have interpretation of what the mind senses. The mind ultimately uh, takes account of what it observes and either subjectively or objectively uh, passes what it senses or its interpretation onto the soul. It's then up to the soul, and we'll talk about this in a moment, to pass judgment on that interpretation using your morality. How do you feel about what you've experienced? Is Does that sit well with your uh, ethical beliefs? Does it not set, sit well with your ethical beliefs? Uh, is that justice in your eyes? Is it injustice in your eyes? And then we have outputs. So the soul, after having passed judgment on what it is you've experienced, then sends a signal back to the mind and the body to uh, act in accordance with that judgment. 
So if you've experienced something that you believe based on your morality is unjust or unethical, you know, that might uh, manifest itself as a facial expression of disgust or maybe uh you know you're experiencing love uh based on you know some some news that really brings you joy and you know that can trigger you to go up and, and hug said person your soul's programming is ultimately your morality your soul helps you judge whether you morally support what you've observed Next is the process that your soul goes through. So for body, it was renewing your cells. For mind, it was renewing your understanding. And for the soul, it's renewing your emotions. Specifically, your emotional state. And last but not least, we have your soul's purpose. Now, your soul's purpose, I argue, differs from the purpose of your mind and the purpose of your body in that we don't necessarily share uh, some default purpose or some base level purpose for our soul. Your soul's purpose is entirely defined by you. Whether it's healing, protecting, teaching, building, creating, entertaining, feeding, parenting, facilitating, organizing, managing, leading, administering, designing, you get the point. So one question I'll often ask myself and ask of others, because this is really where it starts, is What's the purpose of your soul? Why are you here? And it's not to say that that's a particularly easy question to answer. It isn't. And when we go soul-searching, quote-unquote, uh, that's really what we're talking about, is, is finding what our purpose is. And just because sensing yourself and your soul and understanding your purpose you know, comes before interpreting information or, or acting on it in, in the sentient worldview, that isn't an excuse for inaction. Some of the times the best way to find out what your purpose is, is to just do, to just try other things and see what resonates. That, I would argue, is one of the most productive ways to live your life and explore and experiment and find yourself. In modern times, this is manifesting itself as people switching their careers multiple times in their lives. And that's not necessarily that they are disloyal to a particular company, but that they aren't loyal to a particular company if uh, it isn't aligned with their purpose and um, what it is that their life is about. And that's not to say that at the beginning it may not be aligned with, uh, with their purpose, but people's purpose can evolve, you can become more aware of it, and so it's perfectly okay to realize that it's time for a change because fundamentally who you are and what drives you and what engages you and what uh, motivates you changes. And now we get into my favorite section of every episode, and that's, so what? Why does defining our soul in this way matter? How does it help me live more intentionally? So the categories of the soul that matter most are those that satisfy your purpose, and of course, your purpose is unique to you. So let's look at a few examples. If, for example, your soul's purpose is to entertain, then empathy is extremely important. You want that feedback. You want to know whether people are enjoying what you're doing for them. And if you are bringing them joy, then that's improving their love, again, sort of their soul's inventory, uh, love being a combination of joy and trust. If you're organizing or administering or leading, 
Sometimes those can be thankless jobs, and so willpower it becomes more important. And then also with leading, but also with healing and, and protecting, uh, gratitude becomes more important. Um, you know, if you are helping others who are either disadvantaged or need, you know, short-term support, demonstrating that, you know, you are grateful for what you have and that you aren't taking for granted something that they either do not have or temporarily are, are missing uh, goes a long way in demonstrating also your empathy for them and their situation. That ultimately means that they will accept your help and you will succeed more as someone who heals, whether you're in medicine or someone who protects uh, perhaps someone in the armed forces or uh, someone who leads. If you're a parent, then morality becomes quite important because you're trying to instill uh, a sense of morality in your children as well, and leading by example is often the best way to do that. And then if you are facilitating or mediating a conversation, then focusing on the process of the soul, renewing emotions, and specifically others' emotional states, that becomes more important uh, so that you can help people through trying parts of a negotiation. And so you can see how focusing on different elements or abilities of your soul help you achieve your soul's purpose more effectively. Working towards and achieving your purpose is the very definition of intentional living. That concludes our look at the soul and actually our look at sensing self, the mind, the body and the soul. We'll do a short wrap up of sensing self in the next episode and I'd love to hear your feedback. What drives you?